Ask the Podcast Coach for September 26, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there, the one, the only, don't be fooled by cheap imitations, that is Jim Coulson from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? I'm so glad I'm not a cheap imitation. Uh, happy Saturday <laughs> morning to you. And um, Dave, it's, uh, I think, happy International Podcast Day, right? We've got, that's coming up here, I think. It's middle coming of the up. What is that? It is um, September 30th. September 30th, that is Wednesday. The thing I'm going to be cool is I just heard Todd Cochran has roped Adam Curry into being part of that. So I think Adam's going to be interviewed by Todd or something of that nature. But uh, so it should be fun. If you want to, if you have a question and you want to join the conversation, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And if you uh, are, uh, if you're seeing this, you're live with us already at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. So askthepodcastcoach.com slash join if you want to join in. And if you want to join in with Jim in uh, drinking a cup of coffee, uh, you can do that as well. And of course, the morning pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co. He is the ultimate one-two punch. Why? Because he's been podcasting since 2000. 13 and he's an award-winning uh just graphic artist if you have something and you want it to look good really pretty much anything whether that's an ebook cover or a lead magnet or you need podcast artwork or i don't know something like a cool logo behind me uh go check out mark over at podcastbranding.co the thing i really like about it is some of these people just have templates and they're like oh what's the name of your show copy paste uh, what's What's it about? Okay, copy and paste, and it's here it is. It looks like everybody else's artwork. Mark actually works with you to make sure that your logo, your artwork, whatever you've done fits your brand, hence podcast brand. That's the whole thing. Check him out, podcastbranding.co, and be sure to tell him that uh, Dave and Jim sent you. So thanks for that. And uh, thanks to the chat room. I see they're already filing in. And uh, do we want to talk toys? Do we want to talk people riding in the streets for for? Mr. Rogan, like, where do we want to go? Let's not talk rioting. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's too it's too real at this point. There's too many things going on. Let's talk toys. Uh, the new toy. I don't know if you've seen this. If you go to supportthisshow.com/slash/zoom uh, p8, and I didn't know this was coming. I do have one coming. Uh, except, uh, don't you love it when you when you type in something wrong and as you press enter, you see your typo. I know. Because I, I put Zoom P9 in the uh, yeah, in the chat get, room. They'll get close. It's they'll Zoom get. P8. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's and what this is, it's basically, hey, look, what can we do to make the Roadcaster? And because um, the Roadcaster has four plugs for XLR, the Zoom P8 has six. Uh, it also has six headphone amps. Uh, it has... The one thing it, it kind of has, the, the big difference that I've seen, I don't know if it's even a big difference, is the fact that it has like a bass and treble on each channel, where with the Rodecaster, you have fun things like the noise gate and the compressor. And there's a compressor on the Zoom P8. I know there's a low cut. So you have some processing on the Zoom P8, but I don't know that it's as cool 
or I don't think the Zoom has as cool a processing, but it does. It does the whole thing where you can plug into a phone. You can every all the mix minus is built in. Oh, and it's a hundred dollars cheaper, so it does a little more. The one thing I I haven't seen yet, and I don't think it is because again, this is one of the cool things about this. It's designed for podcasters, and what's kind of cool about that is I don't believe that the uh, the what do you call it the XLR jacks I don't think they're slotted to where you can have like a quarter inch uh, jack so if, let's say I want to plug my guitar into it I don't think that it's set up to do that and I'm like of course it's not it's not for musicians it's for podcasters now the the uh, video they have at the uh, oh here cool you brought it up there we go the uh, the video they have if you go again to support the show.com slash zoom P eight, uh, they have, they actually have a guy there that does record some music with it. Cause you know, you can put a mic in front of a guitar or things like that. And there are things you can do to do that, but it's got nine little buttons for a little sound effect. So if you need to, you know, kind of thing, you've got that going. Uh, and where the roadcaster at eight, this has nine. The only thing that I can see, and I, I need to see it firsthand is again, it looks like it's made out of plastic. And the roadcaster is has metal in it, so it might somewhere, be made somewhere. Yeah. You, so you think this is made of plastic, or you? It just looks like it is. It it's hard to tell. Yeah, I won't be able to tell until I, you know, hold it in my hands. So, and I guess the big difference between this and the P4, the P4 has knobs. This has sliders. So there you can see we're looking on the screen and. Uh, very much like the the roadcaster where you push a button and all the settings for that particular channel come up. So, but I, I'm just, to me, it's interesting. I have an episode called um, 27 steps to start your podcast. And if you go back and look at that, I really need, I'm, I'm like, you know what, when I get some time, I need to re-record that because everything I recommend in that is not what I would recommend now. It's like, Oh, get this mixer, you know, get this microphone, you know, uh, we'll talk about mix minus. And I was like, that's not what I would recommend today. So it's, uh, yeah, they have a compressor and a de-esser where the nice thing about, again, the road gives you the ability to set the frequency and, and I'll know more when it gets here. But, uh, and the nice thing about it, I asked the, uh, and it, here's the thing that I, I like about this is we talk uh, a little bit on the podcasters roundtable about and Rob Greenley and Todd were talking about being trustworthy. If you're a trustworthy podcaster, it comes in handy. So Zoom sent me the P4. I said I can look at it, get it back to you in then three days. And I did that. I I kept my word and I did that. So I said, hey, I just saw you guys are coming out with a P8. Any chance I can get one of those to play with? And they said, yeah. And this time you can keep it for 30. Hmm. So I was like, all nice. right, that's pretty cool. So nice. You know, it was not fun to to do a three day demo of the P4. And if I had one again, I did go to Best Buy. I thought there was there was rumors that you could go to Best Buy and buy one. Best Buy is one of the few people if you go to their website that it doesn't say coming soon. It's like we can ship this to you by Thursday. And the marketing guy at Zoom said it is technically released. The problem is they can't keep up with the demand, which is why if you go to B and H and Sweetwater and all the other places. Uh, it's saying, oh, that's the other thing that the, um, I forgot about this slide that Jim's looking at. You can actually do s- some very basic editing on the Zoom. 
So if you're like, like this one, like the show starts with me saying, ask the podcast coach for blah, blah, blah. Well, there's a little jibber jabber before that. Usually I could actually cut out the jibber jabber. And so the big thing I'm looking to see is, can I, I'm assuming I can via USB tie directly into the P8 and grab my files. But I also, I, it has a, what I'm going to call a regular SD card instead of the micro SD, which holds up to 512 gigs or something ridiculous. It also operates on batteries. So it's to me, I was just like, again, I'm kind of excited that, uh, yeah. Uh, Casey says, yeah, I bought mine from Best Buy. I already have it since last week. So I asked Daryl Darnell from uh, Pro Podcast Solutions. I'm like, buddy, how did you get one to keep? He goes, I guess he's got a longer relationship with the marketing guy at Zoom. But uh, thoughts, Jim? First impressions? Yeah, interesting. I think, uh, you know, from a, from Ooh, a can price. Can you zoom in on the back there? Uh, That's the one thing I haven't looked at. See where it says, uh, yeah, that picture. Is there any way to view more? Hold on. We'll oh, okay. Boom. There we go. There's your. Okay, so we've got a. That's your SD slot. USB power and a power switch, right? And a power switch. Beautiful. Yeah. In a lock, you know, one of those, uh, I forget what they call them. Kingston is it Kingston or there's a name of it where you can put a lock on it to lock it down. Imagine in a school environment or something like that, they'd want to secure those down um, for you. I I think it looks sharp. I I don't know if I'd be as worried about the plastic versus metal. Um, What do we say the price point on this was? Five four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Where the roadcaster is five ninety nine. So hundred hundred bucks cheaper. Um, yeah. I don't know if I do any edits on it. I think this would yeah. make a good replacement board for, you know, I use a Mackie mixer, and if that if I spilled coffee or wine on it, which I'm known to do from time to time, I think. Um, well, let me say this. I think I will never go. I probably won't use a mixer again. So the next time this thing gets coffee on it, oops, you know, the whole pot gets poured on right. probably wouldn't be good on a Saturday morning, but uh, when we, when we, cause I, do I have a backup? That's a, I don't know if I have a backup anymore. I think I've given away all my audio interfaces, but I mean, I'm getting ready to sell all my backup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on to one. Daniel says, I hope it's a USB three or better instead of the roadcaster pros USB two. I think that was a, a USB C, right? Yeah, port right yeah. there is a USB-C, right? Which so they mentioned now you can, if you wanted to somehow power this or, or work it with an iPad, now you could. So I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. So did you see the Wi-Fi adapter with yeah. it as well? So that's interesting the they didn't build that in. Yeah, know? it is kind of like, I guess, again, it's a way to keep the price down. I, fr- I want to say that hmm, I could guess. Let me see if they have it here as a uh, an exam as a uh, I'm on the page. I thought they'd have like if you like this. I was trying to see how much that Wi-Fi adapter is. I want to say it was like fifty to seventy dollars, something like that. But uh, yeah, a little surprised that's not built in. Just to be honest, you know, with it, that doesn't seem like something yeah, it, like it, Wi-Fi is pretty cheap for a chip. Yeah, it's know? built into the Roadcaster, so. You know, and that's where I, I want to say it's. I know it's under a hundred bucks. Yeah, I was way off, forty nine bucks. Oh, well, it's not bad. I was yeah. thinking more seventy. Wi Fi is pretty cheap. I think. Um, so, a couple things from the chat room. Kensington is the name of that lock. Uh, thanks. Oh, uh, there we go. Uh, Bangs got me on that one. And then uh, Daniel, I think, says uh, RCP has USB C two, but it's only USB two. 
So that's mm. it, that's interesting. And like USB three has been around now for a while. It's not like those those chips are expensive. Maybe it's just the development time it takes to to build that into the system. They've probably been working on these a while. It's not like they just started building these last week. They've probably been putting these together for the last year or two, I imagine, from an engineering standpoint. So maybe, um, maybe so. Um, I I don't, you know, I'm still, my workflow is still so far away from the audio that's created here, right? And I I probably get a little bit better audio if I would do it more locally or do all the gyrations to get that done locally. But for me, my preference is just to let the YouTube recording be the kind of be the master pull it down, strip it out good enough, you know, for what I do. That's, I think we've said that on the show before, Dave. Sometimes there's just that word good enough. And so the workflow is easy to pull that down, edit, you know, do some things with the video, drop that into Audacity with the FFmpeg and let it rip out the audio, take that audio and move it over to Aphonic, let them process it to get all the niceties things done to it. And then download it as an MP3 and I'm done. It's pretty pretty easy workflow. Yeah, Ross has a great point here from uh, Livestream Universe. Trying to figure out why I would recommend a P8 over a P4. Now, the P4 has four inputs. P8 has six, which is $300 less, or versus the Rodecaster, which is $100 more, and has a ton of cool features. That's a good point, because I'm with me. I think the P4 right now, for the for somebody who says, hey, I'm trying to start a podcast, and I can't find a 2100 or a Q2U, I might get a P4 assuming they were in stock and a sure SM58 and go to town. I don't like the dials on the P4. This is the thing. I have big fat fingers, right? <laughs> and I just, I'm not in, listen, I know you're not always sitting there no. mixing that thing. But when I, when I look, you know, when I look at that here, we'll bring that back up on screen share too. So folks can see what I'm talking about. Um, I just don't like that. I just don't like that look. Like, I don't like the cables coming out the, 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 the back. I don't like the, I'm not a big fan. I don't like the, the way the Wi-Fi sits on the side. I mean, it just, to me, that yeah. thing's going to get pulled off the, the table and smash on the floor and that Wi-Fi is going to break in half, right? I'm That's gonna, how I ruined my H4. I had a Zoom yeah. H4 and uh, the cables got wrapped around my feet and I just got out of my chair and that thing slingshotted across the room and that was the end of that. It was like... But yeah. this this has four little buttons where the pH has nine. So if you want to play all the sound effects stuff. Yeah, um, I just don't like the tiny little buttons. Uh, Ross says in chat room, plus the form factor of the P4 makes it easy to take with you. Well, yeah. I'm doing a remote session and that the, the, the P8, it, it, it's actually a nice size. Like, I mean, it's a briefcase size or it's a laptop size. Yeah. It's actually, I'm going to carry it with my laptop and be just fine. So, for me, I'd rather have the P8 than the P4. I'm just not a big fan of these form fact this this form factor. It's well, there there are I know many people. They're like, give me sliders or give me death. They're yeah, like, right, yeah, right. yeah. Um, John says his Roadcaster Pro needs to be serviced, and I've only had it since December. I want the P4 as backup for its portability. I'd love to know like why what will happen because that's the first I've heard. I've known people that sent them back because they just didn't like it, which I was like. Really? But that was one person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was the size again. He was like, it takes my whole desk. So he sent it back. Um, well, I have a FX8 here and FX12 at work, and those are gigantic. So I can't, you know, I'm not one to complain, you know, to say that the size of the P8 is different. I just, I like that. And Rob Greenlee in the chat room says, hey, guys, the 
Zoom Mixer looks great and has less money. So, you know, it, it's, hey, Rob, welcome. Yeah. Um, it, it's and great. It, to, uh, we have options, though, Dave. This is, I think, the cool it. thing in this is that for a while, you know, Mix Pre came out with there with the three and the six, and that was, and those were great. That you know, we were still kind of we were still in an era where we didn't have a lot of options. Today, we've got we got bunches of options, which is really really nice. I prefer that because everybody wants to have their own thing. That's it. The hardest part is is like Ross just made that good point. It's like, look, wait a minute, I can go P four for two hundred bucks. That again is granted two hundred bucks is not cheap, but it's a heck of a lot cheaper than you know. If, if we just go back, I was thinking about this the other day. If we go back like ten years. This none of this. This was a pipe dream, you know. And your well, pieces, parts, all stuff together. Think about what Randy uh, Cantrell did in his studio. Oh man, he, he did build that out ten or fifteen years ago, maybe more. And you know, he replaced with, with the Roadcaster. He replaced all that equipment. I mean, a it was a, a rack oh. full of audio equipment that he replaced with one, you know, yeah. one one piece. So. It has definitely gotten better. I think we're back in a golden age of of audio, in where we do we have a lot of great options now. Um, you know, microphones kind of came and they went as far as they could go, and there's really not a lot of microphone technology coming out right now. We're kind of seeing the same things, versions of the same things. I think on the mixer, on the audio interface side, I think we're kind of in a golden age where there's a lot of really great stuff coming out. I'm not a fan of the smaller versus bigger. I mean, I know they're trying to crunch things down into that. Right. So I don't, I don't need, Hey, audio companies. I don't always need you to make it just super small. The, I didn't like the mix three and six cause they're just too small. Like, I, yeah. you know, I felt like I needed to get a screwdriver out to just, to, to, to just change something yeah. like that. So I, I don't think we have to go small to make these things great. Yeah. Uh, John, going back to his, his roadcaster prices, channels two through four in the TRS channel, we're not working. Well, that, my friend, is that's that's the reason why you're sending it back. So, um, and then Banks is pointing out the Scarlet 2i2 and the Motu M2 are basically around 160 to 170. And as much as I love, you know, um, focus right stuff, I'm with Daniel. He goes, think of the P4 as the podcaster version of an H4, an H5, or an H6. Super portable, super easy. The thing I love about the Roadcaster, the P4, now the P8, is they really just do everything. I need to take a phone call, plug it in. I need to do, you know, I need to do interviews over Skype, done. I need to do interviews in person, done. It's like, it really kind of covers everything. So, but uh, well, speaking they've of- listened. They've listened, Dave. That's, that's the thing. It. Like, these companies have listened. Like podcasters have been asking for a long time. Like, hey, can you do, I mean, think how long we struggled with phone calls. Right. And we just, we quit. It was so hard to yeah. do. And now they've come back in here. We could probably do phone calls again. Um, and the limitation would be people actually calling in right. know, as opposed to the technology to make it work. Yeah. If you think about it, I could fire up, uh, I forget the name of the service we use called to speak called it something. And I had the whole screening thing, but now people we've got a chat room. And of course, if you want to join the call, just go to ask the podcast slash join and you can hop on in. And um, yeah, so it's interesting. And then um, Ross is saying the mixed pre is legitimate pro quality audio. That is true. The roadcaster pro is super high quality. And the P4 and P8 should be major upgrades from the H series. So yeah, that's the one thing that I, when I was using the mixed pre series and I'm glad you guys said that cause I forgot I had one in the closet. Cause that's another one that's going to go on the auction block is uh, 
that was just something that, and I, I cannot explain how it sounded better. It just sounded better. You know, it's not like we have a ton of hiss in this show, but just when I heard it, it was just super crystal clear, but I'm with you. I had the hardest time setting stuff. It's the button and the, just yeah. that. And it was a touch screen, but I'm old. My eyes aren't that good as, and I was just like, wait, what? So, but it was cool because you were able to save settings. So I could say, I'm doing ask the podcast coach load, you know, whatever it was preset two. Okay. Now I'm doing a solo show, do this. So that was, uh, that was cool. So, but it's uh, good to see they're making retail where you can actually maybe go out and see them and look at them and feel them and touch them before you buy them. I mean, in most cases, whether it's on Amazon or you buy directly from the company, you're going to be able to return it if you don't like it. So you can, you know, you can try it and, and, and return it. Yeah. This is the time I think now over between now and Christmas, I would be watching, you know, for black Friday deals. Yeah. I would be, I, I think you may see with some of the new, some of the new P series products coming out, the H series may go on sale. Like you may have been waiting for an H series, uh, you know, interface to go on sale. Now may be the time to watch, put, put some, you know, on slick deals or whatever you use. Camel, camel, um, camel, 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 camel. Yeah. Name uh, ever honey. What some, whatever, whatever those are, yeah. right. Set some, set some alerts for yourself, especially on the equipment. I have done that, Dave, on, on with tools lately, and you're gonna you're gonna need to do this too, by the way, with your, your with your new house. Yeah. I set on slick deals. I set an alert for Dewalt, and man, I get every other day. I get a Dewalt deal. I don't buy them all. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, but it's a great opportunity. So if you got some of those things you're watching, use one of those services. Slick deals, my favorite, but use one of those services to kind of alert you when things go on sale. Yeah, Doug is saying so. If you buy the Bluetooth adapter for fifty bucks, um adapters is is there a difference in quality of bluetooth versus a wired call when i tested that i thought there was because i had i used the trrrs cable whichever one it is i forget how many r's are in that or but i i used i used that to tie to the phone and then i tried something with bluetooth and it again listening through the ears of a podcaster i was kind of like eh, i think the other one was just a little better um but it wasn't they were both okay I mean, because especially if you're tying it to a phone and you're using the phone, now if it was something like a Zoom call or something like that, maybe it wouldn't have been. And, and remember, Bluetooth always adds a certain amount of leg, uh, a latency to almost a legacy yeah. latency to the calls. Now it's gotten a lot better, and depending on the Bluetooth Bluetooth chip they use, it, you may not even be able to detect it. So any anything, anytime you're using an Apple device and it's Bluetooth, generally you're going to be fine because they use really good. If you bought something cheap. That's Bluetooth. You you may you can introduce anywhere from a half to a full second of latency uh, between the connection, and of course you don't want you would definitely not want any latency in the call. So I prefer what I don't know about you, Dave, but with podcasting, I prefer everything wired. <laughs> That's yeah. just the way to guarantee it all works. Like you, you know, wired things don't generally have a battery that goes dead, right? Wired things don't typically just drop in the middle of something. They're not subject to interference. So that's just my preference. If I can go wire, I know it doesn't look hot and sexy when it's sitting on the table and you're in a remote setting and you got all these wires everywhere. I get that. But I just, I'm a big fan of wire as, just as much as you possibly can and yeah. get off the Wi Fi and get off the Bluetooth. This is a fun question from uh, Ken Blanchard, who put on his Facebook, I think it was 40 years ago. Um, this week he joined the armed forces. So first of all, thank you for your service. 
but it's always fun looking back because he was a stick basically uh you know we all were when we were that young right you look yeah. at those pictures like it was i was like oh my god eat a sandwich jim Jeez, <laughs> how did you get so skinny yeah. you look terrible um, so i don't know i like that my fat self but so ken anyway. wants to know if you have a vlogger camera and boy this is like the worst time to be buying a camera it really is. Well, but the cameras they use for vlogging are in a little bit more, I, I, I think, in, and I can't uh, offer you a brand because I don't do this, but I watch a lot of them. And I think you definitely want to avoid uh, a camera that doesn't have a monitor for you to see back what you're seeing. Mm. So I think those the cameras that have the flip monitors that spin, you know, so you can open that up and spin it so you can be holding the camera at yourself. And seeing what you're seeing, I think that's super key. Or at least on a monitor stand, if you've got it somewhere, you can run a monitor off of it. I think that the the hard part on that is is not staring at the the monitor, but staring, staring at the camera. Right? That's that's kind of super key. There's a there's a, you know Sony and Canon make those kind of cameras. I think you're in the five to thousand dollar range uh, for those. Yeah. You know, if probably. if you want to have like a thousand dollars just burn in your pocket, go to rayortega.com. He does some really great product reviews of but those are DSLR cameras. If you're looking for like a webcam, that's the one that's really hard to find right now. Like a C920 is normally, I don't know, 70, 100 bucks, something yeah. like that. And they're just out of stock and have been since February. And if you can find one or someone who sell one, they want about three hundred bucks for it. And you're like, man. I think the C922 is the replacement, right? Those I think are 179 in in here US in most cases. I, I tried to look one up for a friend. They were saying, hey, what would you use? And it's, by the way, I'm super leery of some of the cheap 1080p cameras that are coming right out of China. So just be careful with what you buy there. I would stick, I, I, I'm, I, that's one of those recommendations I have, at least on webcams, is not to buy the cheap Chinese uh, brands with those. You just, who knows what's inside those things. But uh, I stand corrected. Uh, the Logitech C930 webcam, currently 129. Okay, good, good. In stock at B&H. Good. Um, yeah, they've come down a little bit then. They were 150. I saw them as much as 200 at one point. Yeah, the Brio, the Logitech Brio Ultra, Ultra HD Pro webcam, 199. The C925 is in stock for 99 bucks. See this? I didn't know. C920, yeah, back ordered 69 bucks. They're coming back. They, C922 also out of, so yeah, it's they're, they're slowly coming back. coming back. Yeah, they're coming back. I think we'll see a bunch of those. But um, for vlogging in particular, which I think is different, you would not, in this kind of case, you would not necessarily want to use a webcam for vlogging. I think, it, it, again, depending on what you're doing, a lot of the vloggers I watch, they're out and about, they're moving around, right? They're recording that directly to the camera and then coming in and pulling that, the, 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 you know, the audio and video off. Those cameras have different sensors. So they're bigger, they're better, they're better with light. Um, you know, if you had a webcam, uh, that's a tiny, tiny little sensor in there. And, and yeah. you would not want to have a webcam outside. Although we're going to do a meetup here in a month for home gadget geeks. And I'm going to stream live stream my smoker all day. That is going to be a webcam. So <laughs> I'm going to do it in that case, but I'm not moving it around. I can control the lighting. Some of those other kinds of things. You would definitely want to upgrade your camera for vlogging. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fred has a question about international podcast day. 
And we're going to jump into that right after we thank our awesome supporters. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm getting kind of thirsty, though. Do we? Need, Are you getting kind of thirsty? Just do we need bit? to do the mid-show pour, though, before this? Is we that, do need to do okay. the mid-show let's, pour. Let's get this coffee going. So delicious. Are we doing any cream or anything? It's just, just no black? straight because I use a percolator. It's uh, black coffee out of a percolator. There's nothing better, guys. Just <laughs> let me tell you, if you're a coffee and you're doing drip, like throw, just smash the drip. Take it out in the backyard, smash it. Go buy yourself a thirty or forty dollar percolator. Oh my god, some of the best. Yeah, just like this, some <laughs> of the best coffee you'll ever make in the world ever is out of a perk. I I, I used to put cream and sugar and all that crap in my coffee. I went home. Uh, my mom has a 50-year-old stovetop perk that she uses. And one time she made coffee. And I'm like, do you have any cream? And she looked at me funny like, are you serious? You know? Cream? How dare you? Like, yeah, how dare you insult my coffee? So she poured me a cup of coffee off her sto- stovetop perk, black, and I was hooked. And so if you're drinking coffee out of a drip, stop it. All right. What do- <laughs> Let's let's thank our awesome supporters. Yeah, the awesome supporters definitely want to give a big shout out. Well, first of all, if you need coaching, I still have my teacher's pet. This must be really hard to find is the only thing I can think of. It's discounted one-on-one consulting. Uh, and we always thank our $20 sponsors. And I accidentally um, hid this slide last week. So I would definitely want to give a big shout out to Indy dropin.com. This is a, a podcast network. So it's a podcast network connecting listeners with amazing independent creators. All the shows are hundred percent creator submitted. So if you're looking to connect with other shows, definitely go over to Indie drop in. That's just D R O P I N.com. Dave, what, and you know what? And you know what we should also do while we're talking about this, maybe fix the URL on the slide. Maybe just, just a little bit. <laughs> Not.com.com. There That's not right. Yeah. So uh, indie drop in. Can I just submit my show to them? Is that how that works? What it, it what yeah. do I need to do? I can just go over there and submit a show. Yeah. And basically okay. it will, you can kind of look for other shows and they have a subscriber. They have a newsletter that I can subscribe to while I'm over there. Let's find out. No, they do. I, I see it right on there. Oh, okay, okay, cool. I see it yeah. right on their site. So um, yeah, no, it looks good. It's good, good website. I'm glad. I'm sorry. We missed them last week. We'll, we'll yeah. make sure we pick up on them every week and uh, something worth checking out. I, I have to see, get over there and see if I can submit my shows or have them yeah. do it that way. Yeah, but we also have awesome people like Kim Kraji over at Toastmasters101.net. Uh, boy, Kim had a great line and she was uh, promoting her, her podcast and how, you know, people want to be great speakers or whatever. And she said, you don't eat the fruit the day you plant the tree. And I was like, that that's right there. That's just it made me think. It made me laugh. I was like, that's a good line right there. So I definitely uh, like that. You can find her over at Toastmasters101.net. Shane at spybrary.com. Uh, that is S P Y Brary B R A R Y dot com. Uh, Michael Delaney at Baby Mountain Radio. Michael right now is kind of in between podcasts. He had caregiving for dementia, but this is one of the things I talk about with Patreon. There's some people that just want you to do your art, man. So, and he's actually put up a couple episodes now. He did caregiving for dementia because his mom had dementia. And as often happens, people with dementia, uh, she has since passed. In fact, it's been like a year. So he's been doing a couple episodes kind of like, Hey, here's what happens after that happens. So, that's another great example of kind of being vulnerable to uh, make content. Uh, Ed Sullivan over at soniccupcake.com. If you need some editing, Ed can help you out. Carl White, Life in the Carolinas podcast. 
Com. Let me hide this. Can you guys see the hide button on the screen? Yes, you can. Just at the bottom, yeah. Let's get rid of that. And uh, Max Trescott up at AviationNewsTalk.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Greg over at Debt Shepherd if you want to learn some financial wellness. And we're I need to see. Talk about hiding slides. We're not doing that today. But uh, thanks to everyone again. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, just go to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome and uh as uh well this let me bring up this i'm going to talk about how if you really want to be an awesome supporter now would be a great time because fred says hey can you discuss today your role in international podcasting day for next week um and what was really interesting about this is last year i kind of missed the boat got a little too busy i always promote it we talked about it today at the beginning of the show and uh so i reached out to to dave and and uh steve and said hey guys looking forward to really getting in, involved in International Podcast Day. And this was back in like July. Like I was really, and then as things started moving and with me moving and I don't know, releasing a book and all of a sudden I went over and looked at their schedule and it was already booked. And I reached out to Dave and Steve and said, you know what? I'm so sorry I ghosted you, which is exactly what I did. I said, hey, and they're like, hey, we'd be great to have you. Let, me, let us know what you want to do. And I'm like, great. And then I never answered back. So, um, so that's my uh, that's my role. International Podcast Day will be, hey, everybody, go to internationalpodcastday.com and watch the great speakers. Like I said, Adam Curry's going to be there. There's a bunch of really good peeps on that. And um, Well, you're an avid supporter, right? That's your role. I am an avid supporter. Me, me too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, take a look at the agenda and try to hang out in the crowd and be a good listener. You know, we, we sometimes we just need, and we have a bunch of them in our chat room, right? There are There are a bunch of really good podcasters that are in our chat room. They could easily do what we do, but they don't because they let us do it, right? And they're avid supporters. They're out there. I think of who those names that you just put in uh, there as we went through the kind of the mid-show uh, section. And I and I think of some of those folks that are out there that are doing great podcasts. I won't n- name any names because then people would feel bad I left them out. But there are some great podcasters out there who support this show. And so we appreciate you doing that. Just be kind of an audience member as well as in the chat room. So thanks for doing that. I think, Dave, you and I will both be doing that for International Podcast Day this week. Yeah, so Adam Curry, uh, all sorts of people from the U.S. We have some, a speaker from Kenya, uh, Adele mm, Anyango. This will be fun listening to Dave just butcher names. Uh, Turkey, the United States, Serbia. It's Again, it's international. Uh, Brady, uh, Bruce Wozniak. Uh, I know Bruce. Um it just goes on and on. Uh, wow. Virgin Islands, Portugal, USA, United States. Obviously, we're going to be in there. Can't keep the stupid Americans out. Hey, France. Hey, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry Duran will be there. And the list goes on and on. So lots of the great thing about this is you get a different perspective. You know what I mean? I'm sure podcasting in France, granted, it's still a podcast and it's a RSS feed and things like that, but they see things that we don't see. And and that's one of those countries that's kind of been slow coming on board. They haven't, you know, some of the, you know, like Australia and Canada are always really big, but I don't see a lot of France uh, in my, uh, my stats at this point. So, um, but uh, Daniel says he's going to be opening or closing depending on the schedule. He has noodle boy again. Um, I'm reclaiming the title. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's, again, Daniel has priorities, which is beautiful. Um, so that'll be, uh, it'll be fun to watch. It's one of those things that, you know, I, I have, I wish there, well, I'm sure there is a way to get that on your phone. 
and then just listen to it, put it in your pocket and listen as you go wrong. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun to, uh, to do, but, uh, 16 years now it's actually longer than that. If you listen to Adam, talk about it, the idea for podcasting came actually before 2004, but we count 2004 because that's really, I think when they started producing podcasts, but, uh, Dave Weiner, of course, had the RSS feed. Adam had the idea. Hey, can we add this enclosure thing? And um, the birth of podcasting was was launched. So the, ver- the very first podcast I listened to was actually a video on. Mm. And there was a, a I want to say Shoutcast was no. It was a no. Windows sa- screensaver. Does that sound? Does that sound not Shoutcast? Because I think that's a podcast app today. Uh, <laughs> anyways. You could download the screensaver, and as part of it were these shows. And and um, John C. Dvorak was on two of them, Cranky Geeks, and uh, mm, there's another one that he was on that he hosted with. I uh, forget what. Oh, I guess that was Cranky Geeks. Um, so uh, I watched. I, I watched those early. Those Silicon Valley guys. Those were early before I was even listening to podcasts. They were making these video podcast versions. What was the thing with the flying toasters? When you said screensaver, I was like, man, I haven't thought about screensavers in front yeah, Remember that? See, that was a big that was a big deal. There was a name. Maybe the chat room knows what I'm what I'm talking about. Um, as far as that, no, it just remember that was a thing, and you could. I'm trying to remember. It had certain. Well, shoot, the guys at SETI at home. You know, I used to do at home protein folding or processing for um, you know packets of information. You know, we do distributed. Uh, processing, so they'd send you a packet, you'd process it on your computer, send it back. There was a screensaver associated with that that I remember coming up, and it would show the show what they had processed. We never found any aliens, but the the you know those screensavers were available. And yeah, I'm just trying to remember. I have to I have to do some do a little bit of history work on it. <laughs> I just remember watching those before I started listening to podcasts, and then I was like, oh, these are available as podcasts, and that was actually, I had that thought when I was going on vacation. I'm like, I wonder if I can get this stuff on audio. And then I found Home Server Show, which I started mm-hmm. listening to on vacation. And I said, I got a podcast. That was the, that trip out to Colorado and back was the genesis of, I need to podcast. And off to the, you know, I sent, I sent a note to Dave McCabe over there at Home Server Show and said, hey, can I be on your podcast? And he went, no. <laughs> <laughs> the first time then he contacted me about nine months later and said, Hey, I, I, I'd like you to be on. So, you know, you never know, you never know what those things are going to lead to. Yeah. I'm for me, I remember I downloaded, well, first my friend told me about it. I Googled it. There was one and a half pages of results. Cause I remember thinking, I think we broke the internet because I can't get more than one and a half pages. And I downloaded a software called juice. It had a big giant picture of a, a lemon on it. I downloaded it and the pre in the install, um, the daily source code was in there. And I just remember like they had somehow like a pre-made episode and it was like, Hey, this is Adam Curry, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Hey, I, I know that guy. And that's when I was like, I want to know more about this. So that's, that's what got my toe in the water. And then once I finally pieces parted one together and I remember I uploaded my audio and I was using something called feed for all this archaic software to make my feed. And I put that into the juice software and I saw my episode come down and I went, Oh, Oh, I get it now. And that's, uh, 
that was when I was like, hmm, this could be fun. And then when I actually started one and my very first piece of feedback came from a voicemail guy, he had recorded something because it was for musicians. So they kind of knew how to record audio. And he was from Nuremberg, Germany. And I was Mm. like, what did he say? Germany It's like crazy. Here, here's an easy question from, uh, from Facebook. Um, I just started podcasting been going for a while. Um, I consider this my first season. I haven't been putting in season numbers. Is that going to hurt my podcast? No, no, it's not. You don't have to have seasons. So I was just like, it's, and again, we, we kind of talked about this a little bit this morning is sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And then when you see something, you go, Ooh, wait, is that a problem that I'm not doing that? And the answer is no. So I would, I would advise people putting in episode numbers in the episode number field. Cause from what I hear, eventually we're going to be able to ask the woman on the Apple platform to play a podcast by an episode number. And if you don't have that in there, and by that, I mean in the episode number field for Apple, not in your title for your podcast. Uh, I have yet to try that, but uh, I did see, I looked at my stats from Amazon and since the last week that it's been out, I had 179 people listen to the school of podcasting on Amazon. So the the one I, I always just scratch my head on is when people go, well, should I list my show there? And I'm like, I don't know. Do you want a bigger audience? Do you, are you okay with the terms of service? Then absolutely. So yeah, but I, I, I was looking at my numbers on shout engine yeah. and you know, and I'm, I just, I just crossed a thousand for the year, you know, and you're like, okay. I mean, who wouldn't just say, who would say, no, no, I don't want a thousand downloads. Nah, no, that's not enough. You know, no, it's a thousand. Like, okay, that's pretty good. I think audio Mac and is, I'm probably at 800 on audio Mac. So, you know, it's, there's no reason you shouldn't except it takes you 15 minutes to do it. Yeah. And Kyle says, uh, you can always go back and add season numbers later, which, um, it's a lot of work though, to be honest, it, we, I, I'm in this dilemma at work. So I know we've got to, we've got somebody waiting. So we yeah. can talk about uh, that on the backside. For, just before we leave the subject, if you're using Libsyn, go into content previously published and there is a Apple something bulk tag editor and you can put in seasons. It'll actually fill them in for you, which is kind of cool. But yeah, the one, the only Ross brand. Hey guys. How are you? Streaming universe. How are you, buddy? Good. Um, are you open for a because of my podcast story? Oh, always open for that. <laughs> Hit record, I mean, Dave. It, Hit record. It, it might be because of my live stream show story because I haven't yet made it into a podcast, but it's a podcast and a live stream show. And I had a guest on. Uh, actually, I, I did one of my shows where I have three guests on and I go through a lot of different products and things. And I had a, an author on to talk about self-promotion for introverts. And especially in this time of, uh, you know, everybody working from home and needing to present on camera and on mic and, and do virtual, virtual presentations of all sorts. And she had such a good experience that she invited me to be a guest lecturer at her course at NYU. So the next two Thursday, uh, next two Tuesdays, I'm going to be uh, speaking about using live streaming and uh, doing online presentations and also helping students like evaluate their presentations and giving advice. So uh, that's my first time I've come on with a because of my podcast story, but I'm super excited. So um, 
Well, that's I also awesome. let them. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, look what happens when you have uh, you have people on a show who are interesting people and they have a good experience. So, I wanted to share that. That's awesome, man. It's a good. It's a good story, Ross. I I, I think. Um, did you had you ever uh, had this person before or first time first time guest? It was the first time she was ever on my show. I had uh, collaborated with her on a couple of things before, but never, never a, yeah. a video yeah. where she was coming on my show as, a, you know, getting the full guest experience. And she had a good time also, like, communicating behind the scenes with the other guests. And so it really turned out to be a fun experience. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of nice when you find that guest that that just works like it works for you. It works for the audience. It works for them. You know, when you find that sweet spot, I think in the 10 years I've been doing Home Gadget Geeks, we've probably rolled through 50 or 60 kind of guest hosts is kind of what I call them. Right. I have reoccurring regular. Right. I've had you on. I've um, Dave's come on before 50, 60, something like that, maybe 100. I don't know. And there's a group of them that 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 just click and they're, you know, they'll, they'll come back on a frequent basis. Then there's another group that I have try to have on maybe annual or every other year or something like that to come on and give us an update. It's just kind of nice. The regular ones are nice too, but it's super nice. To find one just out of the blue that just works. Right? Yeah. And it's amazing. Like um, the reason I had her on is because there I'm finding that more and more people who do this, whether it's audio only or it's audio and video, are introverts and growing up I had like no language to really explain what in it I didn't even know that I was an introvert I didn't know what it was right and now you have all these people talking about it and it just really resonated with a lot of people and the, the class that she's doing is a continuing ed class and it's basically used to have introvert in the title but it's totally geared toward how introverts can sort of manage some of the anxiety that comes along with presenting in front of a group and presenting on camera if you're if you're new to it or you just want to step up the level so um i'm excited if, if anybody's interested by the way just reach out to me if you're an introvert um or you just want to polish up your your skills for business or or just reach out and i can pass along uh, you know, a, a link. I'm not uh, not compensated by anybody signing up. It's just going to be a fun experience. And so, if anybody wants to join us and share the experience, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Also, we got Dave on uh, my show on Wednesday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern. If anybody's hanging out, that's it. Uh, join us for uh, Streamyard Connect. We're going to talk about Streamyard, and more importantly, we're going to talk about Dave's new book, which is coming out. On the 28th. Uh, Monday, right? Yeah. Monday? Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Looking forward to it. So. So thanks, guys. I just wanted to, like, I've been waiting five years or so to share um, <laughs> because of my podcast story. So well, I nice. finally got a chance. So. Well, I, I have a question for you, and you may not, sure. be, you may not be able to answer it because you are the king of all live stream. <laughs> um, have you played with Riverside? Because I realize you're kind of, are you associated with StreamYard now? What's that? And I'm not. I'm, I'm a paid host for StreamYard, okay. so I'm paid to create content for them. Okay, so if I ask you for your opinion on Riverside, can you give that, or is that something where you're like, hey, let's talk later? I can't give it because I haven't tried it yet. Oh, well, there you go. I've heard good things, but yeah. I don't 
I've not tried it yet. Have you tried it or you know anybody's tried it? I tried it with the, like the CEO came on and gave me a demo that was really nice of him. And then I interviewed Charlie from the business of podcasting and about 20 minutes in, there was about a three second delay every time I would stop with a question. And then eventually he couldn't hear me at all. And we went to Zoom and he kind of, and I, cause I was going to use it on Saturday morning and I just went, I don't trust it. So at this point, but I know Matthew Passy has used it and likes it. So, you know, it's like, mm, I, I just, to me, I got to find an interview that I, I with either a podcast or somebody that like, if things go in the tank again, we can jump to something else. So, but, uh, cause, cause one, you know, I may have just caught them on a really bad day and, you know, mm. it could be fine. So we'll see, but. StreamYard has always worked. That's the thing. StreamYard's always been stable, and I had a a couple issues the other day, and I didn't think it was StreamYard because it's always stable. I blamed myself because uh, I had ScreenFlow open on right. my computer at the same time I was live. So my first instinct is, what did I do? Yeah. Uh, apparently, Google had some sort of outage or something. So that, that might have had more of an impact than what I had open on my computer because it seemed to be a lot of people were experiencing a little a little glitch for a second yeah. or two. And, uh, you know, I always use Chrome when I... I don't know if that even matters. I don't know where I was coming from. It shouldn't affect my <laughs> bandwidth to have another program open on my computer but it could slow the computer who yeah. knows um but, what day but was steam your stream got the stability thing down yeah. uh that was thursday night around eight o'clock well and eastern with Streamyard, okay. i just go okay. put this on youtube and it's super easy to connect with riverside i had to go in and, and copy and paste really long numbers from a screen that I've never been to in YouTube. And I was like, this is not point click, click, click. And I was like, wasn't horrible. I was just like, this is not as easy as streamer. And for me, I, I, for my audience, I want it click, click type right. save, you know, nothing. The, the audio quality and the video quality have were good from the beginning, but they continue to get better. There's now 1080p with, um, with with StreamYard, if yeah. you're interested in that, and also, Jim, you mentioned downloading from YouTube. You can also download a recording from StreamYard if yeah. you're on yep. one of the yep. paid plans. And yep. that, yep. I did a comparison, like you know, recording my audio in the mix pre, recording it, uh, you know, downloading the StreamYard recording and downloading the YouTube and Facebook. Facebook is complete crap. Um, the mix pre is like off the charts, unbelievably good, but StreamYard is better than YouTube. Yes. And YouTube has always been a good quality recording, but I think if you disable the processing in StreamYard, yes, they will add some processing from the guest and whatever, but you, you don't have YouTube's processing adding on top of it so it's actually a cleaner recording that you get from downloading from Streamyard versus uh downloading from youtube yep all those things are true ross no and it it i would put youtube and Streamyard kind of in the middle i can't disable uh processing on the Streamyard side every time i've tried to do that it's led to disaster oh and so well and, and it's just because we don't have we don't have level we don't have great mic levels so, you know, when you click that, it kind of levels everybody out for you, which is, and it kind of <laughs> makes sure the echoing doesn't happen when you disable it. I have way too many, you know, Monday we did one in Mexico uh, through StreamYard and I couldn't get the gal to connect on StreamYard. Now, it wasn't, again, 
I don't blame StreamYard on that because I've never had that problem. I'm pretty sure she had Zoom open and also oh, connected at nice. the same time, right? Which which does those kinds of things, even though we said, hey, shut everything down. But I was dealing with non-tech in a completely different language. Right. right. So you're like, you Other know, than that, piece of cake. Trying to figure that, trying to figure that piece out as the producer. But um, so, uh, so I agree with you. And in fact, we're on the paid plan at work and I do, we do a lot of where we record it. We don't even push it to any of the social platforms. We just record it on StreamYard, the average guy.tv slash StreamYard, by the way, if you want to mm-hmm. head out and, uh, and join StreamYard through that. But, um, uh, and it worked great. Uh, that, that works great for us. And, and in some of the audio interviews that we do where we're recording a person, just a single person, and it's not a conversation, We'll disable that audio to get the best possible audio that we can. From right, so, right. Yeah, that works. And you know, I I, I bow down before the Mix Pre Three. Basically, is yeah. you know that's on my altar or whatever. But lately, I've just been downloading the audio from from the Streamyard recording, and because you know the audio and you can get the audio and video together, so for repurposing and stuff. And it's it's just been fun. It's been more than good enough. So I haven't gone to the extra length of taking the the recording from the mix pre and lining up the audio with the video and all that. And I'm sure somebody who's a more advanced video editor than me probably knows some secrets for doing that. But I've never been able to, like, do that without spending a lot of time trying to line up that audio and video and get it get it just right. So. It's like you said. It's it's more than good enough. What even YouTube's recording is like more than good enough. But yeah. Streamyards yeah. is yep. a, is a, a step bit above. You get a, a little, little bit, bit less processed sound. And uh, yep, yeah. yeah. It's it's and it's a world above. It's a world beyond Facebook. Better video too. Facebook. By the yeah. way, better video. You'll get ten. You can get that ten eighty p now through Streamyard, and you can't get that on the YouTube side. So yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. It's nice for yeah. repurposing. That may, be, that may be different now. I'd have to look into that. That, that. that may be old information. So, But they've also upgraded the quality of the 720p. Yes. And, yeah. and so if you're most people watching on a phone or a laptop, you, you you know it's you don't have to have 1080p uh, for a live stream or, you know, a talking head video for it to look really nice and be good quality. So if you don't have the bandwidth or whatever to do 1080p that's you you can look good in 720p oh yeah yeah for sure especially the way we consume this right. these things right, right often right. it's not people are not i shouldn't say that most people are not watching these on 50 inch you know 4k tvs so so you're, you're gonna be fine you're that said be. it scared the heck out of me when i saw myself on a larger screen i was like oh we we better work on the lighting and the camera a yeah, little bit maybe where the that's maybe where the bad resolution helps uh, just that's kinda. it <laughs> yeah, don't knock that old built-in uh, built-in laptop camera mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. i saw all Ross, the flaws. Thanks for jumping in, Ross. Thanks, guys. Great Appreciate show it, as always. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you take too. care. Take Bye-bye. care. What a great story. Yeah, it is good. That's it's awesome. Good to hear those. Yeah, um, good to hear those. I guess it's math. math I want to say math, but it's not. Matematica, humanista. I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. it. I just butchered that. Has some really great questions. We're going to get to those in post show. Oh, good. One of them, he says, Dave, I'm on Podbean, but I'm thinking about moving to Libsyn. What do you think about this change? My question is always, why are you leaving Podbean? Because 
Not that I don't want you at Libsyn, but if the answer is I think I'll get more listens over there, it's not really going to help a, a ton. I mean, we have e- we make it easier to do things maybe at Podbean or at Podbean at Libsyn, but Podbean isn't horrible. They're better than somebody today. Like if they're the options, why I have Podbean or Anchor, and I was like, if that's my only option, Podbean. So, uh, but uh, if you can let me know, and he had a couple other questions, so we're going to address those uh, in in post show because we are just about up against it. So, Jim, what's uh, what's coming on the old uh, Average Guy TV? So Kyle Wilcox, who had been on the show a couple weeks ago yeah. and had talked about this, the the Rode Wireless Go and the Mevo, uh, actually comes on and talks about him. And so we do we do kind of an extended interview on him. So if you're into that, this may be a good one for podcasters. It's posted right now. So head out to theaverageguy.tv slash HGG416 or just theaverageguy.tv. You can get out there. Kyle is um, in there as well. So, Kyle, thanks for coming out and doing it. He's a listener to the show sometimes, too. Appreciate that. Nice. Very cool. On the School of Podcasting, I've been promoting this for a while. It's question of the month week. And this month's question was, and I just told people, I said, just riff on interesting. What do you think is interesting? How would you define interesting? And the more I've been digging into this, the more I have found, like, here's something that you've never noticed, Jim. And I'm going to tell you this. And when you go and think about it, you're like, you're right. If you ever, you've, you've probably heard Alanis Morissette, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Very popular, sold 30 yeah. million uh, copies of Jagged Little Pill. Um, she was dropped by her record label when she decided to go, because she used to be super sugary, sweet, Debbie Gibson kind of pop. And then she did Jagged Little Pill. And I never noticed this. Alanis Morissette's lyrics do not rhyme. Ooh. They don't. In fact, there's, I just, last night, don't do this, by the way, don't listen to Uninvited, which is a great song by Alanis Morissette, about five times before you go to bed, because you will not be able to turn it off. <laughs> that that was one of the reasons I couldn't sleep last night. I'm like, shut up, Alanis. But there's some really cool things on what makes things interesting. I'm going to be talking about that on the School of Podcasting, along with some really interesting, no pun intended, uh, comments from that. Uh, Craig from Inglaze Podcast, I loved his comment on that. So that's coming out at the School of Podcasting, and in just a few seconds, we'll have some post-show. <laughs> 